This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi, I'm Pat Caputo. It's great to be with you. This is Bustin' Balls. Yeah, check us out. We usually do at least one a week. Uh, it's about draft prospects, the future, and uh, I'm joined by uh, the webmaster, Evan Jenkins. And this week, we're going to do about the Lions, a lot of buzz, uh, because uh, since the last time we talked about the Lions, it's just a couple of weeks ago. Evan, they've, they've won two games. Yeah, they're like a whole and, new team. Uh, yeah, and uh, the Rams have lost a couple of games, and now all of a sudden looking like the Lions may end up with you know, a couple picks, uh, I would say reasonably within the top uh, dozen of the 2023 NFL draft. And what does it mean? And all the little pratfalls. And uh, Evan, uh, uh, sometimes we're wrong, but uh, we actually have been on the forefront of what actually has been going on with these drafts. And uh, in this one, it's basically shaping out a lot like what we thought. Now, I didn't think the Rams would be that bad. Uh, that part of it. But uh, I think the one thing is about the Lions winning a couple games. They're right where I thought they'd be about right now uh, after winning two games. It just went a little bit different way. And uh, all of a sudden, what are we talking about? What we talked a lot about before. It's like, oh, what about quarterback? And I've heard a lot of discussion on 97 won the ticket uh, about the quarterback position. And, uh, you know, it's been to me, a uh, debate that's gone back and forth like a, watching a ping pong game. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You know, people, oh, well, we should do this, do this. And, uh, you know, where's the common sense come in here? All right? And here's the common sense. If the Lions decide that Jared Goff's their quarterback for the long term, it may benefit them in the short term, like next year. You know, he may be better than the quarterback that they were going to bring in. But he does not play at a level that is uh, anywhere near what his salary commands. He's down to 29 in the pro football focus rankings. Uh, They won a couple games, and how significant of a role has Jared Goff actually played in those wins? Uh, Not as significant as you might think. Uh, Why did they win? Because their defense made a big play. Basically. He made a couple plays, and that was it. Uh, and he's not somebody that's going to win you games. Uh, he may not lose you games, but he's not going to win you games. So what you want to do is get more guys who can do what, you know, uh, Kuda did with that interception and uh, uh, Julian Acora by finally getting uh, fields down. Uh, those type of Hutchinson who's really come on here lately. So Lions have got a little bit of a building block. Uh, they should have some cap space, some really good draft capital. Um, but, you know, people are like, what, what do you do with quarterback? And I've heard a lot of misinformation on it. You know, first of all, uh, you know, your basic Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick helped develop Tua. They were okay and their team was okay and they managed to do things when he played there. 
Yeah. So people say, well, for what his salary was, he did all right. So if you get the quote unquote Ryan Fitzpatrick guy and draft a quarterback, that's ideal. Move on from golf, take your lumps, and you get another eight to ten million dollars with the cap next year. That's what it would be basically. And the same performance at quarterback if you get the right guy. And there's going to be all kinds of quarterbacks that'll be available. So if you do that, you're smart, then you're done with golf, and then you're developing your guy. Second of all, the, the, the real trick to this is not just drafting a quarterback, it's drafting the right quarterback, which you can't get into anybody's friggin' head. All right? Now, the Lions, for example, and I'm not using a, this, in, I'm using it in a football sense, not a war sense. Football and war never, never mad. So take it as a football thing. The Lions uh, won the battle on Sunday, but they may be losing the war because the Bears are ahead of the Lions now. Why? Because they have Justin Fields. Yep. And their backup quarterback, you know, is be somebody. And if they don't like Justin Fields, they can just trade him in. It's not like you're stuck with that quarterback forever, like in the days of Joey Harrington and, you know, whatever people are thinking, you know. Cardinals traded in uh, Josh Rosen right away and well, ended up with Kyler Murray. And they it, probably should have traded in Kyler Murray. Yeah, and, well, and, so, and the stock that Justin Fields has built just over the last couple of weeks, too, I'm sure teams would be frothing at the mouth if he became available. Yeah, so come on. All right, so start thinking sensibly is what I, my suggestion is the line. My unsolicited advice, start thinking sensibly about the quarterback position. Uh, and uh, it'll allow you to build a better team. And uh, with the draft, they've got a number of different ways they can go and more flexibility. Things are looking up for the Lions, not just because they won a couple games, but because it looks like Jeff Okuda, you know, could be a second contract player. It looks like uh, Derek Barnes may be coming on a little bit. It looks like Aiden Hutchinson uh, is merits where he was drafted. Earlier in the year, there were some legitimate questions about that. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez is hurt right now, but he looks like he's a player. Amal Ross St. Brown. So they've got some building blocks from their drafts. Not everything that uh, uh, Brad Holmes and his uh, staff have done, I looked at and said, man, this is the greatest thing ever. But they've done an okay job. So they have to manage the cap better. And uh, they made a strategic mistake, which we talked about with Goff, you know, just restructuring him uh, to get rid of uh, some of the sins of uh, Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn era, but moving forward. So, but right. the problem I'm having is I can't find, you know, a quarterback. I'm not like people say, wow, Bryce Young, you know, get Bryce Young. I'm not so sure about Bryce Young. I'm not. Uh, he doesn't look like, uh, he doesn't check every box like these other guys that are top quarterbacks. He's not that big his arm strength isn't overwhelming you know he's you know, if you put him in a room next to trevor lawrence and justin herbert and josh allen you know he looks like the guy you want to post up and dunk on yeah he'd be All closer right? to baker mayfield and kyler murray in that respect yeah you know and uh he's not as athletic as those two actually so and cj stroud's lack of athleticism flashes to me all right so he's not justin fields no, not at all. All right, just because they're Ohio State quarterbacks, you know. I mean, he's been uh, running yeah, a little but, bit more lately, but he's not that guy. That's not his game. Well, he, he, he has trouble getting – I don't care about his running. You know, he's not going to be a runner. No. What I care about if I'm looking at is if somebody's in there chasing him, 
he doesn't have the evade, it appears, to get away, especially with NFL guys uh, coming off the edge. Sure. So to me, I uh, would be yeah, – now, he's maybe a first-round pick, but not the guy that I would be targeting. Uh, so we talked about Wayne uh, or, uh, Levis uh, uh, from uh, Kentucky. And uh, when I look at to him, I, I see somebody that uh, is, uh, you know, a really uh, freakish type of athlete, but I just don't see the production from him, and I don't get it where people think he's so great. What Bryce Young, some feel, a lot of it, and C.J. Stroud, I don't see that from Levis. He's actually been terrible lately. They just lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah, who hasn't All run right? an SEC game in years and years and years. And they have, they have a real good running back and a good coach and a good defense. I mean, come on. I know he's a little dinged up, but, you know, he hasn't been all that he's supposed to be. And, wait, neither is Tanner McKee. I get it that Tanner McKee from Stanford, uh, you know, is uh, you know somebody that the, the scouts are talking about and all that. But I've watched him play. They don't have a good – I get that. Their offense is a little archaic. But, uh, you know, he's, he's, just, he's the same age as Trevor Lawrence. And I just don't see where I would take a run at him anywhere early in the draft at all. So, and, but there's a couple other quarterbacks that, hey, look, man, you know, I'm, if you're watching this college football, why aren't they mentioned? Am I missing something here? Now, if you want to watch a game that's a really a kick ass game, you know, go back and watch it. It's the uh, Washington Oregon game. Did you get a load of that one out of there? Oh, I did. There, oh, yeah. That was all a right. big one. And uh, Michael Penix, all right? And I know Evan's gotten more of Michael Penix than he ever wants in his life because he's a Michigan State fan. Yeah, I'm over that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he had a great games against Michigan State. Man. He just I think Michigan State actually won one of them. I don't know how. Uh, but uh, he uh, is somebody that uh, he makes some plays that you don't see from other quarterbacks. No, he just really don't does. see. I mean, he made a throw and, uh, you know, off one hash mark, down the sideline on another hash mark, right on a rope, right at a key time of the game when they looked like they were going to lose it. And he, he isn't a runner, all right, but uh, he does have some mobility and a good feel of when to move out of things. I know he's left-handed and people may use that against him, and he has a long history of injury and people may use that against him. But my gosh, I, you know, I'm looking at all the quarterbacks this year and uh, the other guys that I think are really good, uh, Drake May from North Carolina, he's not eligible till 2024. And uh, Caleb Williams, and we'll find out when their competition gets a little better, but that guy's really good. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, that guy's way better than, you know, Stroud and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the question is, well, it's next year of the year, but if you're those guys are really that good and you don't want your team to be that bad where you're in a position to draft them. So you got to make the right decision there. So, but I like him and Bo Nix has had a good year and some people are starting to, you know, in the NFL, from what I understand, uh, looking up at him a little bit and saying, well, maybe he's not that bad. You know, he was at Auburn and everything didn't kind of go well. Uh, and uh, they lost that game to Georgia to open the season. But since then, uh, Knicks has been pretty good. So, But I like Penix and Knicks a lot. Maybe I'm missing something. I, I don't know. You know, uh, a lot of the quarterbacks around the country, 
you know, kind of drop. But I know this, the Lions, you know, look, Evan, if the Lions took two quarterbacks in this draft, one in the one of those top five picks, and then one a little later in the draft, the fans would be bitching about it. Not me. I mean, that's where their bread and butter is going to be uh, moving forward. And it's not Jared Goff, all right? It just isn't. As much as I like Jared Goff, it just isn't. So if the Lions win games here at the end of the year and win seven games, you'll hear, well, just keep going, you know, and that mm-hmm. that will not get them. That'll put them in the same spot where they're on that seven, nine, seven, eight, nine win treadmill they were on before that leads to nowhere. They've got to figure this out. And there's a number of different ways to do it. What about a and guy like uh, Hendon Hooker? I don't, I don't like Hendon Hooker as an NFL quarterback. He throws into wide open windows. Okay. He's got great receivers. Um, I've seen him make some good throws, but I haven't seen him make NFL throws. All right. That, that throw that Michael Penix made, that was an NFL throw. And my view of Michael Penix, you know, is kind of like seeing Stafford throw seam routes when he was at Georgia. You know, it's like, you look at the window on that throw. Right. Hayden Hooker's guys are always wide open. You know, he's he's not throwing into tight windows. The other quarterbacks, uh, you know, uh, Stroud and uh, uh, Bryce Young, uh, they have better ability at making NFL caliber throws. It's not about arm strength. It's about the ability to hit the ball to those tighter windows and throw on time. What does Tua do so well? His throws, he leads receivers right. He's just right on time with things. You know, it clicks. Yeah. So there's a combination of things there uh, that come in. And uh, to me, Hooker, who's a six-year senior, by the way, uh, I'm not saying he shouldn't be drafted, and I'm not saying he's not somebody that I I would take as a developmental guy or look at it. If they like him, you know, it's up to them and what they're looking for in a quarterback. But I don't get especially for the type of offense that they run. Do you think that they need to use one of their – first three rounds worth of picks on a quarterback, Pat? Absolutely. Okay. If they don't, it's egregious. Okay. It's egregious. Because, I mean, they you know, hold they, how many picks? Have, five? They're going to have – you're going to – yeah. And it's egregious if they don't. If they don't take a quarterback in this draft, you know, and there's – you know, they identify one and take one, it's egregious. Right. Look – Everybody's all excited about them, but they play the Giants on the road, and then Buffalo's coming in all ticked off after losing, and they're in the middle of a race. Uh, mm-hmm. Lions could be three and eight, you know, after this. So you know all the happiness. And if they win a game or two, like they beat the Bears, be the Bears kicker missed an extra point, and the other quarterback, you know, gassed them, albeit with his legs more than his his arm, and it was somebody they passed on in the draft. I mean, that's just getting you know, into that La La Lions land. Right. They and, have to have a friggin' plan. Well, and not get caught up in all this other stuff, you know, that I understand the fans in this town and the dynamic of them, but they, the Lions got to get away from that. And the radio talk shows, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not biting a hand that it feeds. Who gets on there and barks louder than <laughs> me sometimes? Nobody. But the bottom line is that uh, they start looking at it from uh, an aspect. And I know we talked a lot about quarterbacks in this thing, but it's now coming to the forefront. Everything that we talked about is now hitting head. Yeah, it really is. So that's, that's how I look at it. Now, 
you know, there'll be, you'll hear people say draft defense, draft defense. My gosh, you've got five picks that early in the draft, top 65 or so. Yeah, hit your defense, you know, if you find some players there. And I like some players in this particular draft. Uh, Cam's corner uh, from South Carolina, uh, he would check a box for the Lions. Uh, Brian Barisi, uh, the big tackle uh, from Clemson, would check a box for the Lions early in the draft. That guy's a freakish player. He's really good. And uh, yeah, I like Kaylee Ringo, even though he hasn't had that good a year. He's a corner uh, from Georgia that I like a lot and see as a potential player that would fit a box, you know, for the Lions uh, moving forward. So there's a number of players. Uh, I wouldn't take a receiver. No, you, you know, can stay away from and, that. Right? Uh, you're, and you're going to see mock drafts coming out one after another. It'll say the Lions will take Michael Meyer. The tight end from Notre Dame? Oh, God. Yeah, because they traded TJ Hawkinson, which uh, if the Lions do that, my my, my head will look. Evan, we'll have to get it on video. Uh, it'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll get a lot of clicks because my head will explode. We'll get that on. There's no way yeah. they do that, Pat. There's no way. There's no freaking way. So? No, there's oh, – I yeah? mean, I just don't think that they, they look, traded up for a wide receiver last year. I know, but I don't think that they that. view the tight end in that position anymore. Like Dan Campbell views a tight end the way that he played tight end, I think, more so than the Travis Kelsey's of the world. Well, that's what their offense dictates, too. Right. It does. But a lot of people would say, well, that type of offense, you know, is something that uh, you look at and you, uh, you take in that particular spot. So just looking at uh, different players that I like a lot. There's a good run you know, on edge rushers. There's some really good edge rushes. It's not just Will Anderson is for after. Miles Garrett would fit the Lions scheme, I think, pretty well. Uh, he's a big end uh, from Clemson. You know, uh, it, so that's somebody that uh, I would look at. I like, uh, you know, in the in that uh, group where they're drafting a cornerback who I think is really good from Utah. His name's Clark Phillips, the third, like Kenneth Walker, the third. Nice. Uh, you know, I think he's a pretty good corner who would uh, do a good job for them uh, in the slot. And uh, so when I'm looking at their draft, I think they're in a position where they can get a get a lot done defensively and offensively, but I wouldn't go for bells and whistles. I, I would take a, you know, look at running back. Okay. I That's what I was going to ask. I mean, I, I don't know if Why they're convinced that Swift is the guy of the future here. I mean, especially if he can't right. stay on so, the field, but you don't do that in the first round. No, 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 you no, know, no. Where good teams get backs is that they, they scout somebody that maybe is not playing at a, you know, is in a group of five school and uh, is a very good back who can do certain things uh, that are not projected. I mean, uh, you don't have to, you know, like B. John Robinson, he, everybody knows who he is. and He's been in these mock drafts and all that. And that's like a luxury uh, pick problem. for a really good team already, don't you think? Like those kind of yeah, backs yeah. nowadays? I, I wouldn't take him in the first round. Well, and, running backs uh, like, really don't uh, go in the first anymore. It's more of a run early yeah, on but, round two now. But a lot of people, a lot of people think, you know, they, they, that's what they because I wouldn't take him. I would look a little later in the draft. Sure, sure. And and it may be somebody that's not well known. I mean, look, look at the best backs in the league. It's a mixed bag. Sure. 
Uh, you know, yeah, you, you know, Kenneth Walker the third, a second round pick. You know, he's pretty well known and he's done well. But look at Aaron Jones, you know, from Green Bay. He was a fourth or fifth round pick. Even Tony Pollard that's Texas. stepping in for Ezekiel Elliott, you know, fourth round guy yeah. out of what, Memphis or something like that? Yeah, right. And a good player. So uh you look around the league, uh, that's kind of how it basically goes, you know. Uh, Miles Sanders, well-known guy, but I don't believe he was a first-round pick. No, no, no. So no. you go around uh, one team after another, and uh, where their best backs have come from, uh, they're not. But you have to identify that guy. Lions have done that before uh, in their uh, past, and not gotten the right guy. Like they took the kid. Uh, what was his name uh, from uh, Wisconsin? Brian something. Calhoun. Brian Calhoun and, uh, you know, Artu Skinner hmm. and, uh, you know, some of these other backs that they've taken later around. The kid from TCU, Boyd or whatever his name was. Oh, I forgot about yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys, they, they couldn't play. All right. So it's a difference between getting uh, somebody that can play. Mm-hmm. and But it's not a position you trade up for. And it's the same with wide receivers. They need more in their wide receiver room, and they need more in their tight end room. So on offense, that's where they should be focused in on. They've got a lot invested in their offensive line. Now, they may look at a guard, you know, at some point because of the situation with Vitae. And if they can get another guard in there, because Stenberg hasn't been very good, and uh, ideally they would want Evan Brown to be a backup you know, because that's where he would be perfect if they were going to keep him around like that. Uh, you you want a guard. Uh, but you know, a guard is not somebody you know, under their circumstance. So it's quarterback, defensive playmakers, you know, corners. Linebacker may not be as big a need as all we all thought because Barnes has come on. Rodrigo's a pretty good player. So, and I believe Anzalone is going to be on the team next year because there's a fairly significant cap hit if he's not. Yeah, and you know what? He's not exactly hurting them either. I think I saw something, some crazy stat that he still leads the league in, like, tackles or something, something ridiculous. But it surprised well, me because yeah, he, he's, he's solid. He's a better player than people think. And if you go back and look at his, uh, you know, coming out of college at Florida, he had a higher grade and higher athletic, uh, you know, measurables than what you know. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's a great player, so Lions fans will get all upset. You said he's a good player. He's good enough to yeah, be on the team, I feel, and play. He's good enough to be on the team and play. The problem is if that's your, uh, you know, your big linebacker, uh, he's, he's a guy that would start on a lot of teams, uh, most of the teams in the league, actually, but not as their, you know, their big guy, three downs, you right. know, uh, Rec- game wrecker, which the Lions have tried to use him as not a necessity because sometimes he's the only guy that can actually play inside while he's been here. It's a little different now. Barnes has played well. That could be something. He's athletic. Yeah. And Rodrigo is athletic. Uh, you know, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez is athletic and he's strong and he can hit. Question is, is he going to be able to stay healthy because he's smaller and he plays the game with such abandon? No, he's he reckless. has to play it like that to be effective he can't pull off um i got a mixed uh feeling about kirby joseph simply because uh he's very good at uh pass defense but his tackling and coming up uh you got to have better run support than what he's providing right now uh he made a couple good tackles early on 
uh, when he played, but then he kind of, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> Justin Fields, it looked like he didn't want to tackle him. I know. You know, you got to go in there. You got to get that support. Okay. You got to be that run guy. That, that guy breaks through. You're the last line of defense. And he's got cover skills to be, a, you know, what the, in the traditional sense is a free safety. A free safety is the last line of defense. So he's got to get, be a tackler than what he's done. And we'll see. He's certainly capable of it. So I like a lot of things they're doing. Uh, I'm not ready to go uh, bongers. They're right where I thought they would be. thought they'd be a six, seven-win team, five, six, seven wins. That's basically what they're going to be. And, uh, you know, people shouldn't get too excited about it. And then all of a sudden think, well, they're right on the right track. Just keep golf at $30 million a year forever. <laughs> You know, next year he's uh, right now he's the fourth highest cap among quarterbacks at 31 plus. He'll be 30 next year if they keep him. Uh, that would put him at currently 12th. All right, uh, because but there'll be some players maybe moved around or restructuring. So I don't know where it'd be, but you can't have a quarterback taking up 14, 15 percent of your cap space. Your whole room, the sweet spot's like 10. All right. You know, unless you've got, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen right. or Lamar Jackson or somebody like that. You know, ask yourself, why are the Eagles good? Why are the uh, Giants good? Because they're able to augment their roster because they're not paying their quarterbacks. Exactly. So. so but anyway, uh, that's how I feel about it. Uh, any feedback, we'd appreciate it. Uh, love doing the podcast. And, and don't forget, you go to the iTunes store. Subscribe to us, download us. Odyssey.com, download us. You know, Bustin' Balls podcast, Pat Caputo, I do it with Evan. We do it pretty much every week. The most recent one was on the Tigers offseason. You want to check that out. Got a number up on the Lions. We'll get to the Red Wings and Pistons coming up here shortly. I promise you that. And check it out. Google Play Store, all those things. It's Pat Caputo98 on Twitter. As long as Twitter's still around. <laughs> who knows what's going on did you buy one of your blue checks yet evan no i refuse i don't need it i refuse to. i don't need it I, I never could figure out why i didn't have a blue check anyway yeah, you know whatever. billy bob from uh you know uh, santa lack or something would have you know 500 followers with a blue check yeah, yep. pack of Pudo's out there with like you know i i think they're prejudiced against the different media companies so, but that's imploding. It's supposed to be for if you got bogus accounts, and they got a bunch of fake Twitter accounts for me. One guy calls me Pat Stupudo because I'm stupid, <laughs> but I always appreciated that. Unbelievable. But anyway, check us out, download, we'll be here. We go on drafts, prospects, the future. We don't get into a bunch of uh, different things that don't mean anything. So we, we get into what the nuts and bolts are. So check it out and appreciate it. And Evan, uh, we'll talk to him all next week. Eh? Awesome. Sounds good. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 